Queen's lunch. Queen's lunch. Queen's lunch. Oh no. Welcome back to Wins Lunch. I hope everyone's been well. I'm, as always, the number one host, Spencer, and this is the second time we're recording this intro. So uh, <clears throat> I got some bad news. <laughs> Matheson is not going to make it today. He's passed away. He's gone forever. I'm just kidding. He's, he's, he's at a kid's birthday party. That's what's happening. That's what is his excuse for not being here. But, uh, we got Jordan Tolford filling in Jordan. How you feeling? You're in Chicago cold as ever. Yeah, it is chilly in Chicago right now. It's already dark outside. It's been dark outside for two hours and I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me on. Let me step in. Of course. And I'm glad you gave a different answer than the first intro that we recorded. Yeah, absolutely. I can't that. Yeah. Never say those words again. Can't do it. But uh, excited because we have one of my good friends. She's also on TV. And also, if you see a movie, she might be in it. Let's give a round of applause for our friend Olivia Holt. Woo! Second time. Second time. It's always better the second time. It is. I feel like it maybe flows a little better. Hey, we got to do that a third time because I didn't start recording. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, guys, we're in a three different places. I'm in L.A., Jordan's in Chicago. Olivia, where, you're in Dallas. I'm in Dallas, Texas. Dang. How's, how's, how's the vibes there? You're working on a new show, yeah? I am. I'm working on a new TV series for Freeform and Hulu called Cruel Summer. I've been here now for about a month and a half, I think. Mm. Time doesn't exist anymore. But... Um, it's cool. I haven't, I actually haven't spent much time in Dallas, so I'm excited to be here. We're shooting a lot on location, so I feel like I'm getting a good sense of Dallas and the people and just the atmosphere here. Yeah, I forgot that. Um, well, first of all, this podcast is going to be super fun, but also weird because like I'm asking you questions that I know all the answers to because we're <laughs> so friends. True. It's so, so true. But, um, I actually forgot to tell you about this coffee shop in Dallas that you should go to. It's called Hound's Tooth Coffee. Holy shit. Hound's Tooth Coffee. Yeah. Just text that to me because I, 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 I don't know how to work my phone. Yeah, you just turn on the flashlight. Yeah, I literally just turned on my flashlight. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, yeah. This is, this is a lot of fun. We, oh God, we've gotten tattoos together. We've gotten drunk together. We have uh, – we've uh, yeah – it's it's been a weird um quarantine as well. We started quarantine together. We did. We, we did. started quarantine together. That's we right. Did. That's so funny. We yeah, we had a we had some some TikTok nights. <laughs> the legendary TikTok nights. Yeah, tequila That's and TikTok will go down in TikTok history. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and, and so you're in you're in Dallas and you have who with you? Currently, my son, my furry son, Roger, furry son, my furry son. I have to make sure that people know that it is an animal, not an actual human being. You have to. Um, and we're just thriving, hanging out. It's so it's so interesting. I've never gone and shot on location during 
a pandemic. <laughs> Crazy. It's the first, it's like, it's weird that you wouldn't think that, but <laughs> yeah. It's so, because, you know, usually like when you go on location, you have time to explore and go out places, but you know, we're kind of in our own little bubble here. So it's a little difficult to actually soak up everything. Like, yeah. Cause I, as you know, I just filmed something too. And the rules were really strict. Like, what are your rules? Are they, are you like in your apartment and then also on set and you can't do stuff or does that have to be outdoor? Like how strict is that? Once we are on set, it's, they're very specific rules. Um, and I think everyone really wants to make sure that the production is just run smoothly and that mm. we can have a great time while doing it. And, you know, obviously being very precautious and careful. So I think the cast and I especially have had lots of conversation about, you know, staying as quarantined as possible. And then when we get to set, just making sure that, you know, we're keeping, you know, the safe distance, keeping our masks on. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's just, you know, it's, we have to adapt to this new lifestyle, which is obviously very challenging, but then again, very grateful that we have the opportunity to work during this insane time. So yeah, that's the, that's the coolest part is, and I, and I, I was thinking what you just said too, it's like, all these, like, you can only enforce the rules so much, but at some point the people have to be like, oh, I, I don't want to be selfish enough to do, to like make this project not work. You know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like everybody has their, their thing that they have to, they have to kind of like do. 100%. Yeah. Like nobody can be dumbasses and go to a billion bars. Exactly. Bars. And that's the tricky part is because Dallas is somewhat open, right? So it's not like Los Angeles and what we're used to with everything's being closed and curfews exist. And here that's not the case. So it's tricky to Whoa. have that balance. Yeah. I was wondering how weird it is like being on, you're on location, obviously in these, like you have so many rules in this bubble of like the production. And then there are probably people 50 feet away from you, mm -hmm. like living normal life. Just Wow, that's that's got to be super weird. It's Just wild. chugging, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it is, it, and that's like a stat. Texas is like definitely open as hell. Pretty. Oh. Open. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone's very kind. Everyone is very nice. Mm. The Tex-Mex is fire. So good. Dude. Yeah. There's what's the, how's that Uber <laughs> Eats out there? <laughs> I mean, it's it's thriving on my bank. <laughs> that's so true man i yeah i feel like like when you're when you do get a per diem for something like i'll usually spend much more than the per diem and it's not a good situation <laughs> i'm like oh i can cover this partially so i should probably get triple Twice the amount of food <laughs> <laughs> that's so true they're like here's your allowance for the week you're like cool i will triple that yeah wow um Liv, when did you start, when did you start working? I, I hate to like, I actually don't know the answer to this. I, 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 our podcasts were never like, so how, what's your journey from, from this state to California? Like, how'd you get here? But I really am. I really <laughs> am interested in everything. <laughs> right. What's your favorite color? This is just Jared. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did I, how did I start um yeah i know it's like a daunting question kind of but it's like 
I, you're from Tennessee? Memphis. Yeah. Well, yeah, Memphis, Mississippi, like right on the borderline. It's hmm. Memphis, baby. Memphis, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I really sort of fell in love with I was I was a competitive gymnast for seven years and was fully convinced I was going to go to the Olympics. I was not, but I that's that was my dream for a very long time, and that dream sort of as I was getting older and just like didn't really I my that the passion wasn't there anymore. I like found a new love in acting. And why are you you laughing? This is so funny because. I can't, I can't believe, and I'm so sorry to interrupt. You can't so believe rude. I was a gymnast? No, no, no. I think I knew that. But the funniest thing is right before we called you, and I, this is the only reason I'm interrupting, is Jordan goes, <laughs> he goes, because he, he like obviously like, you know, was, was as a good, as a good person does, you know, researching you a little bit. And he's like, oh, cool. yeah, I'm not going to ask. Were you a competitive gymnast? <laughs> like Spencer literally just said, like, we usually don't ask, like, what's up with your what's up with your backstory? And that was like, I, you know, did my research. And so we were talking about that. And that was the first thing you, you know, said. Respect, though, so I love that. No, I love that you did your research. That's so important. But I as you to. say that, I can't, I couldn't hold it to <laughs> I was like, why are you dying back? I'm so here? sorry. You like left the frame and everything. I went. You went fully, fully. Uh, okay, so anyway, you you are a competitive gymnast. I was was a competitive gymnast. Oh, okay, so funny. I yeah, and that was that was like a legitimate dream of mine um, was to continue doing that, and then that I, was going to be your career choice. That was going to be my career choice. Yeah, because I mean, being a gymnast isn't like I mean, it's a it's a rigorous sport. It's like mm, yeah. your life, your complete life. So I spent six days out of the week, five hours at the gym every day, six maybe. After school, I would do my homework at the gym and the car ride home, like crazy. Um, And then I just sort of fell in love with acting and, and singing. And I had always loved to make music and sing, but I didn't really understand that journey for making it a career. And I was so young too. It just didn't click in my brain that, that, that I didn't even know what careers were. Mm. And um, I started doing musical theater in my hometown and I just like thrived in that space. And that was just something that I knew I wanted to do. And I guess long story short, the, the music um, teacher and, and vocalist that I worked with when I was like 10 for the musical theater productions that I did in my hometown introduced this opportunity to me, opportunity to me in Los Angeles when I was 10 years old, where it was this convention where agencies come out to mm-hmm. find new talent. And my parents were like, this is bogus. We're not doing it. We're not going all the way from... <laughs> Memphis to Los Angeles to do some sort of audition for what was the name of it. Do you remember? It was called it was called iPop. I don't even know if it exists anymore. Well, you um, we know that like Maddie did a very similar thing. Yeah, there's like a lot of different versions. There's a lot, them, yeah. But that was sort of my legitimate start in the entertainment industry. I was 10 years old and I ended up signing with wow. an agency, a really great one, and I did a back and forth 
thing from Los Angeles to Memphis for like two years. And I would put auditions on tape. I would fly out for pilot season. I would come out during the summers and just crank out auditions. And um, then when I was 12, I ended up booking a pilot for Disney Channel that got picked up to a series. And that was the start of the move and transition to LA because I had to be in LA because we filmed nine months out of the year. Damn. Damn. Wow. It all happened very quickly. That's so cool though. On that time in my life too, because it just feels like a part of it. It just, it's so surreal. Yeah. It's, it's like, cause, cause when you do that, your whole family goes with you, right? To LA. It was really tough because we all had a, we had a life. You know, my, my, I have an older sister, a younger brother, my parents were both, my dad was working. My mom had, um, and on top of being a mom had like a hundred other things going on. And so in the middle of all of that, I was think, I think I was starting eighth grade and we picked up, packed our bags and moved to Los Angeles. Wow. Yeah. What a, what a time to like, what a crazy age to to do that at first of all to like to to become in the spotlight in eighth grade but to move across the country in eighth grade is like fucking intense so intense yeah like exciting I'm sure especially at the time because you're like you know I don't know like I just assume that you probably like watch the Disney channel and you probably watched Hannah Montana and and people I could be fucking lying but (laughs) no of course of course like I definitely was the kid that like did the wand ID in my mirror growing up with I was about to say did you did you get a chance to hit the wand ID I did yeah and that was like like doing that but I think in real time I didn't actually know what was happening because (sighs) that's so cool I yeah it was yeah legendary moment for me um (laughs) but yeah in it just it happened so fast. I don't think that I actually fully understood what was going on. Mm. And then, um, and then we were there and we were making this television show and then I did the wand ID and I was like, Oh my God, I'm Lizzie McGuire. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was, yeah, it was crazy. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool because like, I I definitely was aware of you when you were kind of, you know, like, like Disney girl, like, in that world, but I thought it was really cool when a lot of a lot of actors um, will kind of transition to music, and and a lot of the time it doesn't work or it comes across in a certain way. Your music's cool as fuck. Like you did it. You went to edgy, cool music time. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. I, I feel like you like kind of figured it out. Like I just remember when you dropped like I think your first EP um, or something like that. And I was like, oh, cool. This has like a, an image to it. Like this has like, like this isn't just I'm doing a song for the show. This is like, oh, I'm also a singer and this is my artist project. And I thought that was dope. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, th- I mean, music, I think, was my first love in, right. in this creative outlet space. I don't think that I, I loved acting, but music just gave me a whole different uh, just yeah, my 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 headspace there just I connected more with music, and then I just equally fell in love with acting. But 
when I started acting and had a consistent job, it sort of alienated music for a little bit. And I didn't really have, um, I don't think I really knew what to do with that space. I just knew that I loved to sing. I didn't, I didn't know what it took to become a recording artist or a songwriter. And then I did a movie, a Disney Channel original movie for um, the Disney Channel and my character sang. So I just kind of took advantage of that opportunity and got back into music again. And then the song in the movie that my character sang somehow went to number one on Radio Disney and it got a lot of ears like listened to it. And oh, yeah. I ended up doing a showcase for Hollywood Records, which is now my, my label. Mm. And again, everything just kind of happened so fast there. But I really started to appreciate music in a very different way as an artist, like trying to figure out the kind of music that I want to make and what I want to say and just learning the beats of songwriting and exploring different sounds and being in sessions and collaborating with people and that space I feel like I thrive the most in. And now I actually feel like I'm making music that I love and that people can listen to and know that, that it's coming from like a genuine authentic space. Yeah, that's, exactly the vibe of it i think it's like you know you very much when you write this stuff and i know you you like especially went through a period where you're like in a session every day and i i as well yeah. and i think it's like you know that's super important but li living the moment like living the experience to get to write about it because you can just write a million songs and like you know i i always say i i never became a good in quotations songwriter until I got my heart broken. And that was like the time that I was like, Oh shit, this is writing a song. And I think it's like going through, you know, you really do need that experience and you don't understand this, like this advice un until you've gone through the experience to write about. It's like so important to live. Yeah. You know that's I mean? so interesting that you say that because when I was like 16 or 17, I think I signed with my label and I started kind of going into sessions sporadically and mm. I was like, I have nothing to say. Like, I, what am I going to write about? How I'm at work all day long? Like, that's not relatable. No 16, 17 year old is like, so I, I was, I was really on the struggle bus because I had no idea. Like, of course, like I was experiencing like forms of love and, and relationship and, and friendship and, 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 and I was experiencing life, but in a very different way. So yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting that you say that because I think once you actually step outside of this workspace, which is obviously a space that we love and that we thrive in, but once you step outside of it and you start exploring the world and 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 meeting people and having like real life experiences, like mm -hmm. you you just become a more vulnerable person and opening yourself up to those experiences and it makes you more human. Yeah, because you have like I think when when I was younger too, the songs that first songs I wrote were like about oh I see this hot girl and I'm trying to get her. Like, that was the that was the song. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all ooh baby ooh baby ooh baby. Ooh, <laughs> baby. The, first, the first song was called Hey Girl. So Hey that Girl. Helps. Yeah, that sounds like a hit. I love that so much. Yeah. All my like angsty pop punk songs I wrote in the eighth grade were just like going to the school fair and not catching anyone's eye. Just and wanting like, to get out of the town. Yeah. Ex oh, exactly. 
<laughs> that makes me so happy. Burn I need, some, burn I need some rubber on my huffy and bounce. Really need to hear all of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jordan. So, Jordan, uh, I went to high school with Jordan, and oh, cool. um, he was uh, was in bands. He was playing bar chords and flannels, and <laughs> Duh, talking, big time. Yeah, it's like you've never seen someone write on their Chuck Taylors with Sharpie like me. Oh, please tell me you still have them. Oh, uh, no, my feet. Uh, unfortunately, I hit a growth spurt like my junior year of high school and grew an entire foot. Wow, wow, wow. I had about as awkward of an awkward face as anyone can have uh, in the entire time. So when you were talking about like moving in eighth grade and like all these transitions, like yeah. I'm thinking about like what I was doing in eighth grade. We were 240 pounds. Yeah, I was going to say I was a foot shorter and I weighed 20 pounds more than I do now. Oh, man. Uh, I've seen some, some old school pics of Spencer and they uh, they make me the happiest ever. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I was a babe. Yeah, we were two, <laughs> two dumplings from the same pot of, pot of soup in the high school. It was awful. We, we've talked about it on podcasts before, but definitely uh-huh. uh, partners in crime and hunger in high school. <laughs> So good, so good. Nothing better. Nothing better. Um, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch topics because this is a big deal. Uh-oh. This is a super big deal. So we're recording this two weeks before it's gonna come out. When this does release, uh, will it be out? So 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 one January day, I I text Olivia and said, "Hey, you want to write a song?" She says, all right, cool, let's do it. How about next Wednesday? Sounds good. Next Wednesday rolls around. I'm at the studio. There's no Olivia. I'm like, yo, where are you? She played. She, te- she texts me back. She goes, you never gave me an address. So, <laughs> and I was like, so I gave, I gave Olivia the address. She, she got there in 30 minutes. We, we write a song in four hours. The song is called Indigo. That is the name of my EP. That's the single off the EP, and it's at least it announced at this time so it may be out but it's at least announced Whoa. at this time so let's can we all three just fucking that's major congratulations yeah. we did it big, so, big snaps to that i'm so excited back in january this was when this was all started yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's when we wrote the song Pre, pre-rona it has been it was. up the sleeve for a minute yeah. oh dude that's actually not that long compared. Like I've I have songs that are three yeah. years old. Um, yeah, it, it was it was at it was at my record label too as well. So it was just like a it was just like a super like I don't even know how to describe it. Like fucking record label studio. Like it was just very like <laughs> no vibe, but we caught a vibe. There was totally a vibe. <laughs> there was totally a vibe. vibe. Not enough sage getting burnt for you, Spencer. <laughs> There was really any stringing lights or no, it was great. God, that was such a fun day too. That was the first time because we had talked about working together Mm -hmm. and that was the first time that we worked together and we wrote a kick-ass song. Well, that's the crazy thing because like, you know, when you write with someone new, it is 99% sure you're not getting like a song that's going to come out with them the first time. Like- that's just the or, way that it works. Let alone a single off a project. Right. So sick. I know. 
Are and you got, and do you sing on it as well, or was it just like a writing? I got this tattoo. Got it. Well. Added. Oh, got it. Added on his body. Damn. Was that the tattoo that you got together? Yes, I got I got this in an anchor, and then Olivia got a dagger on the back of her neck, which is pretty Sick. badass. I'll show you. No one else can see it, but you see it. Wait, it's still low. Wait. Yeah, it's buffering. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. That's sick. We'll send you a picture. <laughs> yeah, shoot us a picture after. Um, so fun. I told Spencer that I would get it tattooed on, I would get indigo tattooed on my body. If what, Spencer? Uh, do you remember the, the deal memo? Because I, <laughs> I forget it now. <laughs> oh, okay. If you forgot it, then don't worry about no, it. No, I think if the song gets 100,000 streams, then you have to put it. A hundred thousand streams, and I have to put it on my body. Yeah, yeah, so you'll have to get it in a month. Ooh, yeah, that's uh, boom. Get it in a no, month. No, it was like actually. That. I think it was Three actually weeks. like. I think it was days. actually a million streams or ten million or something ridiculous. It was. It was like ten million. You just don't want to get an indigo tattoo. I understand. No, I actually, I actually do. It's actually like a cool word to get in your body. I think so. That's. That's why I was just like, you know what, fucking yeah. It's a conversation yeah. starter. Yeah. It's not like artichoke. <laughs> but that'd be kind of hard though. <laughs> artichoke. <laughs> Someone asked you about it. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, want to. Yeah, I just got arugula. I got an arugula band around my uh, left forearm. <laughs> That's so weird. That's so strange. That's sick. Um, uh, actually, Olivia's voice is, it, you did sing a very high wispy note that I couldn't reach on the, <laughs> on the song. I did, I did do that. That must yeah. be up there then. Cause you know, Spencer's oh, lives, you live in the rafters, brother. <laughs> you live in I the know rafters. He does. It's insane. <laughs> the range on this kid is, uh, uncanny. It yeah. is. I know. <laughs> I was clunking around, so I was playing. Uh, I was clunking around on my keyboard trying to play "Wonder," and I like you. You've you've isolated yourself into an area that your songs are going to be hard to cover. So the only people that are, can like play your songs are you, because uh, I'll get like, <laughs> I can do most of it, and then I got to drop the octave, and then I just sound like I'm, you know, Frank Sinatra. Yeah, some coffee shop crooner just trying to get. That's I like that. Hilarious. I like that. Dollars in a jar. Um, guys, I have a sort of a, a a sharp left turn here. Olivia, I'm going to ask you first. Have you ever had any sort of a near death experience in any way? You really took that. I know. Well, I, 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 I promoted it as such though. I I said I was, we're fucking cruising and I'm just, I just, I'm just skirting to the left. You are a skirt skirt. Um, near death experience. I feel like it, honestly, I feel like it happens to me almost every day. <laughs> what a life. I mean, I'm like, just constantly living on the edge. Um, I, I mean, I'm like the ultimate klutz. So I feel like I'm just. Like, have you ever gotten in, have you ever almost gotten in like a crazy ass car accident or like almost fell from some shit? Because I've done that before and it's been really and you just like can't like like uh, that was at a construction site once, and I almost fell <laughs> off the second floor, and there was another level like into the basement, and I would have for sure broken my neck and died. And I like grabbed on at the last minute, 
And I, then I like, <laughs> I felt like my whole body went numb because I was, it was so insane that I had just almost died. Tom Cruise, is that you? Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good thing you had your grappling hook though, right? You didn't yeah. know I was doing a podcast with Tom Cruise. But I slid down the Burj Khalifa in Dubai all the way. <laughs> no, that's crazy. I really, I can't think if I've actually had something that traumatic happen. Um, not, no. Well, well, it's funny. It's, it's crazy because... Uh, I ask that question sometimes on this podcast and some people are like, yep, this one time, this, 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 this. And some people are just like that. There's no way to ask this casually as well. You ever almost died, dude? You ever almost died? You ever been faced with mortality? Just right (laughs) eye to eye? (laughs) Yeah, I haven't. I think I can just, yeah, like blatantly say no. I don't think that I have. Yeah. Well, thank you for the answer. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad. (laughs) I'm glad. I've been in a, it wasn't near death, but I've been in a dangerous situation with you once. We almost got in a car wreck. Remember that time? Are we are we really going to go down that? Are we going to talk about that? Oh, that's that's where I'm stopping it. <laughs> no one knows any details. It was not that dangerous. It was a fender bender. No, it wasn't dangerous at all. It was like it super wasn't dangerous at all. And so also, you're a really good driver too, so I know it couldn't well, have been your fault. Well. Olivia is not the best driver. <laughs> oh, well, neither is Spencer. I'm lying. Spencer and well, I'm, I'm not a, a good driver. Yeah. And people get, I've, I've had, why do I have such a, like, I didn't get my license till I was 17. And I think like everybody's like, you must suck at driving, but I just didn't want, I just didn't care. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think I got my license till I was 17 either. But you were also on a show. So like, you had, <laughs> like I was just fucking a kid in Pickerington, Ohio. <laughs> that's so gold wow. <laughs> our experience that we shared was not that scary don't don't i remember our listeners <laughs> to somewhere else but i was i was very upset about it I, if you're listening there was blood everywhere everywhere <laughs> dang uh to be honest with you we it was the most casual fender bender i've ever been in <laughs> I was just like, all right, cool. Let's keep cruising. Um, yeah, that, I, was, I just thought it was a good, you know, sort of a. That's so a, funny. A nice arc from near death to a very casual fender bender. Anyway, um, <laughs> we, we, uh, Jordan, you remember when we asked you this? We have this, we have this thing in the show where we call it the Mount Rushmore of music. So, like, say you're the you're President Olivia. Um, and you're going to fucking change Mount Rushmore, but you could put, you could put four people up there. It can be ban- like you could, a person can be a band. So you could put like mm. two bands and two people or whatever. Who are you placing up there? I love this question. Mm. Um, Roger, yes. my son, <laughs> my very son, I'm putting his face up there cause he mm. is such a badass and like quite literally the most like resilient and forgiving dog ever. He's from the China meat market trade, Jordan. I know you already Whoa. know that. Yeah. That's so he's, excellent. He's like such a snaps for Roger. What a I know. Yeah. For snaps for him. Thanks for saving his life. Yeah. Also snaps for you for doing that. <laughs> so should I put myself up there too? Or yeah, yeah. yeah. you're the president. So you should. Already- <laughs> no, 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 no. It'll be, yeah. Roger. Um, J.K. Rowling. Ooh. She's a legend. Who else? 
probably Larry David. <laughs> yes. Wow. Larry David. And who else we got? I love Rogers up there. It's my favorite. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly just picturing like like all Rogers. Like yeah. just different like facial expressions of Roger. And then probably my sister. She's my older sister, Morgan. She's my hero. Wow. That's excellent. That's a sweet answer on the end, including Larry David as well. Um, okay. Let me ask you this question now, but with musicians. Oh, okay. I like that. Ellie Golding. Oh. Jess Glynn. Those are two of my favorite female artists. Tight. Um, I get a lot of my inspo from them. Mm-hmm. They're also both British, which is interesting. I feel like I fall in love Something with a lot of... Something to unpack there. Yeah, I feel like I fall in love with a lot of UK <laughs> artists. <laughs> um, both of them... Uh, ooh. You said a, I could do a band? Yeah, you could do bands, anything. I mean, probably like Maroon 5. Whoa. I love Maroon 5. Nice. Um, oh, God. Last one. I don't know. Um, it, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a hard answer. It is hard because I feel like there's so many people's faces. That's that the part that sucks. Yeah, you just gotta. <laughs> you just gotta make a decision. For yeah, Maroon Five, are you more of a moves like Jagger or a She Will Be Loved? <laughs> is this love songs about yeah. Jane? Songs about Jane. That's the yeah, one. Nothing can compare. It's just so perfect. Yeah. I remember cutting my the like the tip of the sleeves of my hoodie off like the uh, this love music video because he has like a sick outfit he has like a sick hoodie on which will cut up but you know I was five feet tall and two hundred and thirty five pounds so I I didn't look as cool as Adam Levine did (laughs) I love that as a thirteen year old that's amazing I don't know I'd probably have to throw in some country because I love country music so I'll probably throw in Dan and Shay Dan and Shay. Yeah, I love them. That's a great addition. One thing I dude, I love how Maroon 5's been I mean, how they've been around for at least 20 years, right? Like we're Oh, for sure. But but they're still like on pop radio and they're still so f- relevant and they've done such a good job of doing that, you know? I saw them on New Year's um I think this no, 2 years ago. On New Year's Eve I saw them 2 years ago in Vegas and I went with my three childhood best friends, and it's so interesting. One of my one of my childhood best friends was like, "I think I only know like a couple songs by them." We go to the concert. We knew every single song. Like I'm, they had like they have every hit ever. I knew every, like every single one of their songs. Yeah, did they just have to play for like three and a half hours? It was a lot of concert, and we knew. I mean, there was maybe one we just didn't know all of the lyrics to, but we knew the hook, like the chorus. We were like banging our heads out, like, but like every single song knew. That's that says so much about that band. Like that's that's nuts. They're timeless. It's great. Yeah, I feel like they were at the same Black Magic ceremony that like Juicy J was at to just have at least five songs on the radio like every year since like 2011 and on is just gonna have a feature on something. They are like 
in the same crystal ball realm of just artists that will always like Bruno Mars. Exactly. Like Like Bruno Mars. I almost said Joss Stone, but that's not who I mean. No. (laughs) She did not catch an invite to that crystal ball ceremony. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I feel like they're just prevalent and they're always probably going to be because they've got the, the melody bug trapped in their brains. Yeah. Adam Levine has a nice body as well. So I don't think that hurts. Mm Mm-mm. Big bats. Hairline that won't quit. (laughs) I also love, I feel like I have to throw in, I love Maren Morris. Maren Morris is probably one of my favorite female pop country artists. Man, Maren Morris has such a dope voice. Crazy voice. Crazy tone. Yeah, she's really dope. I mean, you're the president. You can add a fifth. Who fucking cares? Cool, yeah. (laughs) I'll just take the whole mountain and fill it up with people that I love. Just all Roger. (laughs) All, All different expressions of Roger. That would be a pretty pretty good country honestly yeah it could just be roger as larry david or like roger (laughs) (laughs) wait that's so good oh man Uh, olivia's gonna start dressing roger up as stuff and for i am perfect idea jordan i'm so excited oh excellent (laughs) oh my god just looking Um, for a spot on that cabinet you know what i mean (laughs) you're the president yeah anything i can do to help anything God, we would really run this country awesomely. Yes, we, <laughs> we could. Do we could do it. We, we could do it. Uh, what are you? What are you film? What are you filming in Dallas? You're filming. I know what you're filming. What are you filming, Olivia? <laughs> I'm currently filming a um, TV series for Freeform in Hulu hmm. called Cruel Summer. It's really, it's really, really special. This project and the story. The synopsis is about these two young girls in the 90s, starting in 93, where one of them is a bit of an outcast and the other one is a bit more popular. And in 94, the popular character named Kate, who I play, goes missing. And come 95, she gets found and she ends up accusing the girl who was once the outcast, who is named Jeanette, uh, ends up accusing her of seeing her in abduction. So it takes place through three years in the 90s. It's a bit of a thriller, mystery, psychological thriller, if you will. Um, very intense. That's heavy. That sounds really good. That's awesome. Very heavy. Yeah. We've been having... A fun time, fun, loose word, filming it. Mm. But it's, uh, yeah, it's really, really great. And the cast is so phenomenal. I bet also your wardrobe is super cool. Like It's early so 90s. cool. Yeah. I feel like my style already is a bit 90s, yeah. <laughs> like, like everybody else's in this generation. But mm. just the way that we're really diving into that space is spectacular. I just feel like I'm living all my 90s dreams in this show. That's so cool. Like, 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 uh, light wash, high waisted jeans and stuff. Like the cool, early nineties gear. One hundred percent. That's my favorite stuff right there. Me too. I love it so much. Um, wow, that was a scary sound. What did you hear? I didn't hear. I didn't hear anything. Hold on. I just have to go on earthquake Twitter real quick. Are we going on? Are you punking us right now? No, no, I'm not. This is not a bit, Jordan. 
Get your shit together. <laughs> I'm, I, Wait, I did literally, you just have an earthquake? I literally felt like I just did. I'm not seeing anything. Probably the someone just... You would be experiencing an earthquake during the podcast that I'm on. Great. I wish. I actually wish I was... If I'm going to experience one, I don't want it to be at 3 a.m. my time because that's when it always happens and it's horrible. I have not felt one. My brother also lives in California and has told me a couple experiences and it's, uh, sounds pretty unreal. sounds very sucks, man. Yeah. Like, like no pun intended unsettling to have everything just start to shake. Yeah. It's not, it's not ideal. I'll tell you that much. I feel like they normally happen to like mad early hours in the morning. That's what I'm saying. Like, at least it could happen at 10 p.m. or 8 a.m., but it always happens at 3.48 a.m. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not going back to sleep after an earthquake, so it's like way too, Ugh, Yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. But I'm a little baby, so I'm from Ohio, so I'm not used to it. <laughs> still, six years in, still not used to it. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Um... Yo, you have, so you have love, love you again. Love me again. Love you again. Love you again. I had it right. Damn it. Love you again is, is the first like new song, I guess, from, from the new vibe you put out. Yeah. Mm-hmm, correct. And then you got talk me out of it, which is one of my personal faves. Thank you, Spencer. I'm excited to hear it. I'm super stoked for you. And, um, I also watched Girl vs. Monster on Halloween. Sorry. I hate you. I, I actually loved it. I loved it. Jordan, this is the Disney Channel original movie that I filmed when I was 15. That's amazing. <laughs> I wish I would have known. I did, uh, for the podcast that I record, I did 31 for 31. I did a whole spooky schedule for Halloween. Uh, it's my favorite holiday. So I would have thrown that on there in a heartbeat. Oh, well, thanks. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, no, it's a good journey. I texted, I texted you and said, "Yo, I'm gonna watch Girl vs. Monster." You said, "Stop." Cringing. <laughs> I the no. Disney Channel original Halloween movies were good though. Yeah, they were. They were. Uh, they're all good, man. Cadet Kelly is like one of my favorites. It's not Halloween, but it's a very good. We still watch it on Halloween because it's like a fave, personal fave. Yeah, yeah I kind of watch it all year round. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, every holiday. <laughs> yeah. Um. Olivia, thank you so much for coming on the our podcast, Wins Lunch. We really appreciate you. Um, thank you. Thanks for inviting me. This was of fun. course. If okay, so we usually end the the episode with a couple questions. This is for everybody included. Um, you can go first, Olivia. What's one word that describes your day to day? Relaxing. Ooh, dog park, like Dallas dog park vibes. Just chill. Dallas dog park vibes, chill. I've been working all week. So to just have like a nice Saturday, hanging out with my dog, talking to you guys, it's very relaxing. Talking is always is always a good outlet. Jordan, what's your word? I'm going to say productive. I went on like a very long walk today. And then this is the second podcast that I've uh, 
recorded. So in these days, I feel like like six miles of walking and upwards of two hours of recorded audio is like I've like built half of a house. You go, Jordan. Thank you, Olivia. Oh yeah, Jordan. Um, Olivia, where 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 can everybody find you? Just at Olivia Holt, yeah. Yes, at Olivia underscore Holt. I mm. always put an underscore in my yeah. In my at Olivia underscore Holt, and then you just you got to start posting TikToks. I got to be honest with you. You have the account. <laughs> you got to start. I know. I know. I know. I know. I need to spend a little bit more time on it. You do, but it's okay. Um, okay, last question. This is just for Olivia. Do, gut reaction. What like first thing that comes to your mind? Answer. Three, two, one. Wins lunch. right now i'm gonna eat lunch even though it's dinner time hell yes olivia holt thank you so much i love you oh yes love you back thank Thank you love you again when's lunch when's lunch when's lunch oh no 